0: Do 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 ba, da 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 ba, da dun, da dun, da dun, da dun, front and center, center with Sean
1: and Julza Welcome to episode seven of Front and Center! Woo! <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah, we're back. Oh we can oh, feel oh, that. Well, you
0: know what's up. Front and center with your old mate Sean and Jules we're Always hitting you- hitting your ear holes. Hey.
1: We're hoping you can hear the music. <laughs> we can. show sure if you can.
0: <laughs> oh, Jules! Episode seven. Episode seven. We're another past, big show. We're past the
1: point of no return because everyone's loving us too much. Sin refuses to get us off the air. Courtney loves Sean once said, I could turn on the radio right now and be inspired. And you know what? I reckon she was talking about our show front and centre where we talk about, we talk to incredible young people doing incredible young things and bringing an incredible interesting news to your incredible ears.
0: I don't doubt that she was talking about us, especially with today. We will be talking to VFLW football player from the Box Hill Hawks, Monique Trosler professional league. The VFLW is one just under the AFLW, but she is making some serious inroads, and we'll be talking to her very
1: shortly. She's plowing her way up that metaphorical ladder. (laughs) Sean, today in Melbourne, how was your day today in Melbourne, Sean? Uh,
0: Look, how could you be upset today in Melbourne? How good was the weather?
1: I think Bono would froth today. Yeah! Oh, oh, Bono would get around today in Melbourne. Oh, it was a beautiful day. It was such a beautiful
0: day, Julian. Oh, I uh, had a
1: nice brunch in Fitzroy today. Last I was, I day of winter. Melbourne. I went. Oh, it is. Holy crap. Yeah, oh, what a yeah, great last winter. Last day of
0: winter. We are gearing up for... It's spring, right? Yes, I always get mixed
1: what? up. I always get mixed up because I go to Europe all the time. Quote Sean Wales, "What are you always, doing, mate?" I always get
0: mixed up with the old seasons. Like I, everyone knows, like summer and winter, but like when it's autumn and, and spring, I just get real confused sometimes. But yeah, we're coming into spring. We're coming towards the back half of the year. Mm. How can it's you already
1: uh, September? The summer year's flown. Summer
0: is in some in the glances. Flown like a butterfly. Oh. We are ready to go. We're ready to
1: go. Today, Sean, I had a beautiful lunch day in Fitzroy. I was out in the sun. I went full hipster. I had my denim jacket on, my top button done up. It was a great day.
0: Nothing wrong with going a little bit of hipster, Jules. do. You pull it off quite well. If I say so myself, it's a shame that we've chosen radio as our medium because, unfortunately, the listeners cannot see how hipster
1: you look. Look. As one of my American friends once said to me, I have a face for radio. (laughs) Um, also, I went to the blood ex- exhibit today at Melbourne oh, Uni.
0: Oh, don't start it was me,
1: Jules. Very fascinating. I 100% don't, recommend it. It's a. Not get me started ex- on blood. Experiment mixed with the gallery. So, all this art while also testing people's reactions to blood and, you know, like, kind of interesting. Facts. is really cool. I definitely recommend it, guys. Melbourne Uni. It's free entry and it's only open for another few weeks. Get around it.
0: Can't complain about free entry while learning things. Look, as we said, we'll be talking to VFL footballer Monique Trusler, our young star, for this week very soon. Stay tuned. But right after this song, we're going to be uh, doing what we like to do here, which is talk about some weird, wacky and uh, hopefully unheard of news. Sean
1: Sean and and Jules are in the the
0: evening. evening. Are there some copyright issues there,
1: Jules? I think there might be. Welcome back to Front and Centre. You're with Sean and Jules in the evening. It's your favourite show. This is episode seven. Shout out to our good friend and faithful listener, Beck, who says, go Hawks. What a legend uh, about Monique Trussler in the best colours too. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting,
0: we've got some listeners super excited for our interview. We'll be talking to Monique Trussler from uh, the VFL team, Box Hill Hawks in about 15 minutes. She's our young star for the week. Each week, we star. inspire you inspire. with young people doing amazing, amazing. things. <laughs> How good was last week's chat oh with my gosh. Imam to here. I've
1: listened to that three times on our podcast, which is on our website, which is sin.org.au. I think it's slash front and center.
0: <laughs> slash front and center.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know. Just look up front and center, S-Y-N, on Facebook. Uh, ...or on Twitter, and you'll be able to see our podcast for our last show and our last shows, because they've been amazing. Last week was incredible. We're talking to Imam Kamran Tahir. It's great.
0: So inspiring, so insightful. Check that one out. We talk all about the misconceptions around Islam. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking uh, about some unheard of news to start off with, some wacky news.
1: Oh, first story, sure. We Again, we don't have a theme today, just some more crazy, wacky stuff coming out of the airwaves. Sean, I want you to think of something. Imagine. Listeners, please imagine. Imagine you're walking down a street in Melbourne, having a good old time, you know, having a burger, being a hipster, having a coffee, (laughs) when all of a sudden, your right leg just disappears and falls into the ground. Because that's what happened to a poor dude in Brooklyn this week when he fell into a pothole, sinkhole, sorry, while crossing the road. Check this out.
2: I fell straight down and i hit my fell on my on my tailbone and fell straight through i was yeah i was in a lot of pain suarez was using the crosswalk at myrtle avenue and walworth street in bedford stuyvesant brooklyn when a small hole opened up beneath his right foot and swallowed up his entire leg i thought i was going to fall straight through the ground completely i was like oh no what the hell is
1: about to happen to me well wow. could you could you just imagine these photos are nuts on the internet? Looks like an illusion because his leg is just in the ground. So you're just walking in on the street
0: and bang, you're in the ground. I mean, look, it's got <laughs> That's me. That's a whole thinking. new way to trip over. It just has got me thinking, Jules, about the perils of
1: walking. Oh, walking's so dangerous.
0: I don't think I've ever done anything as dangerous as just walking around. I mean, there's just things everywhere. You're walking around, car, bang
1: back. Speaking of that, speaking of that, Sean, sure, Literally, literally, the other day, I parked here at Office Works. Right, I was, I was walking, walking to my car, and the, I walked past the driveway into the Office Works, and obviously, I right away as a pedestrian. So I just wasn't even, I wasn't even looking. I saw a car coming, but I was like, they'll stop for me. This car nearly hit me because obviously, this person wasn't concentrating, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? I was just walking, and I nearly died. There's just uh, too many things
0: going on. I mean, you can get swooped by a bird. You could get pooped on by a bird. You could just. What's, what else is going on? There's something else going on oh, in uh, yeah. China. Oh, with, yeah. Um
1: Sinkhole, Sinkholes scare me. I mean, in, in China this week, um, a, in a place called Beihai, I think, a, a guy who was on his phone, scooting down on his scooter. Um, and he just sailed straight into this huge pothole. This this sinkhole was literally on oh, no, the size, but it was quite unmissable. It was like a massive hole yeah. in the ground. And yeah. then he just sailed right into it. was it injured somehow.
0: I mean, uh, if you need more of an excuse not to go and exercise, if you just want to stay <laughs> inside and watch Netflix... Uh, hands Thirteen made reasons sale. why. <laughs> Handsmaid sales is a good one on uh, at the moment. If, oh, no, no, if you just need another excuse not to do some exercise, well, just tell your whoever wants you to do exercise. Sinkholes are a thing. And You're don't and fall. don't text
1: and scoot up. Don't text and scoot oh,
0: up. just outrageous stuff. Oh, they scare
1: me. But you know what? This guy in Brooklyn, he was fine. The firefighters pulled him out. He got a hairline fracture in his leg, which isn't bad. They heal pretty quickly. My sister got a hairline fracture in her shoulder while she was skiing last year. So I mean, he 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 pulled up all right, which is pretty lucky considering. What happened? Now, Sean, this is our second story for the night. Remember how a few weeks ago in Italy, we had some Trump wannabes robbing banks?
0: Yeah, those, um, was it two or three of them? They were dressed up in Trump masks and thought that that was a suitable bank-robbing outfit. What if, what's going on now? Exactly.
1: I mean, like I said, if you missed that, you can check out our podcast. I forgot which one it was in, so just listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> um, but now, in Pennsylvania, keeping up with this crazy costume ideas, these two women are being hunted for robbing a bank dressed as nuns. Now,
0: I actually like this idea because who would think that a nun's doing anything wrong? Like a nun, just easily just walk into the bank, go right up to the front. I would almost...
1: Go front and centre? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Front and center in the
0: bank. Look, I, I think this makes so much more sense than yeah. dressing up as Trump. I mean, you're just bringing attention to yourself. You know, there's nuns everywhere in Italy. No one's going to think. No, anything. this wasn't Italy. This is in America. Oh, sorry, we're in America. There's nuns everywhere in America. That's true. But yeah, <laughs> no it's
1: the think... imagine they're just walking around. So these two women are being hunted, and then they are just like, yeah, pull out a couple of guns, it's like in the name of God, put your hands up. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because just recently, I forgot the name. Internet in the studio is not working too well, so I can't look it up. Um, there was a. A woman in Sydney, I think it was, who was named the first archbishop, first female archbishop, which is absolutely incredible. Um, congratulations to her! Uh, and then it's funny how in Pennsylvania, contrastly, a couple of dressed up duns Robin Banks.
0: Absolutely outrageous <laughs> outfits for a bank robbery. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I've got to start thinking about what my outfit would be. I don't think it would be either. Of what those would your
1: outfit? like okay, that's a good question. What would your outfit be if you robbed a bank?
0: If I was robbing a bank, maybe like a big teddy bear costume just big soft teddy bear
1: but wouldn't that be like really cumbersome and you wouldn't be able to like yeah, run away or something
0: you can't you can't get shot what happens if the cops come and they're just like <laughs>
1: you can't um, get shot I'm pretty uh, sorry so Sean's <laughs> gonna wear a bulletproof teddy costume well,
2: uh, a
0: teddy bear <laughs> like a massive teddy bear costume It's just gonna like absorb any kind of firing coming from the that does not how anyway. it's,
1: it's, it's it's made up of Wool or cotton? That's we're, not how it works. We're not
0: condoning robbing banks so we just want to get a we're bit not. creative here. And, what would you know, mine
1: be? What would mine be? Batman. I th-
0: huh? Batman. Yes, you. there
1: you go. That was easy. That's so good. Thank you. And that makes so much sense because who would think everyone's going to be like Batman probably going on the way to do some charity. Oh, look at that. He's got a... Oh, crap. He's got a gun. And then boom, Batman... And then I'll just be running around like no 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 no, give exist. me your money.
0: Get off it. Batman Damn. does not exist. And then,
1: and then the real Batman swoops in and stops me and then he'll be like, whoa, well, i am robbing a bank?" <laughs> he'll be really Look, creeped out.
0: <laughs> Jules are quite possibly the biggest news story of the week in the the past week was oh, yeah. the McGregor Mayweather fight. Oh, 100%. Huge. Did you watch it? I did not pay the $60 to watch a 20-minute fight. I don't even know how long it went for. Really? I, I just I watched that.
1: it. On the internet.
0: No, uh, well, look, stop with the illegal streaming, Jules. No, uh, I
1: didn't do it illegally. i just saying I watched it on the internet.
0: <laughs> well, what you might not have known is about some other fighting event that I has think, gone down.
1: I think this was the real bout that we should have paid attention to this week. Sean, tell us about it.
0: Well, basically, it is a really, really weird <laughs> wrestling event. Uh it's the World Gravy Wrestling <laughs> Championships just outside of uh Manchester. It's uh, so good. It's yeah, it's taken place basically it's pretty self-explanatory. It is a whole bunch of people wrestling and they're all just rubbed up in gravy.
1: This is the 10th anniversary of this. So this has gone on for 10 years, people. They've got the moves. They got the costumes. They got the crowds. They're wrestling all night. They it's they 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 Wrestling in a pool of gallons of Lancashire gravy, whatever that means. Um, obviously, some quality gravy if you're willing to get absolutely bathed in it. They wrestled for like two minutes. Points are awarded for fancy dress, comedy effect, entertainment, wrestling ability, of course. It's all about fun. People people dressed up as butchers, brides. They had a Conor gravy.
0: <laughs> I like the butchers thing with the McConaughey gravy. Oh, this just makes me feel so uncomfortable just the thought of a whole bunch of people dressed up in, dressed
1: up, just, Well, they are dressed bathed up. bathed
0: up in gravy oh, and right. like wrestling and touching each other. And, oh, could oh, you imagine?
1: Oh, the, the oh, skin on skin with gravy in between. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: I wonder if anyone's running around with just some like chicken legs just like, oh. give me
1: your gravy. And then at the end everyone gets their roast beef and just dips it in the gravy and oh, oh beautiful. This disgusting. is a whole new Tough mud. I and mean, people, competing for charities as well. It's quite nice.
0: I mean, just before we started this show uh, six-ish weeks ago, we had no idea about some of the things that were going on in the world. I mean, we've talked about a 10,000 egg omelette in (sighs) Belgium.
1: We've talked about wrestling competitions. I I forgot everything else, so I just thought (laughs) i would go straight for this one.
0: Gravy wrestling comps. We have... You know, touched on a guy swimming in Munich, swimming in swimming, the swimming lake. To,
1: swimming to work. No, swimming, swimming in the river, work, swimming to work.
0: Because uh, he wanted to avoid the traffic. Well, there are so many weird things going on in the world, and we would love for you guys to just get out on the internet and just look this stuff up. You know? Do our
1: job for us.
0: But uh, the main thing that's really important when looking at these kind of weird news, Jules, uh, is to fact-check. I mean, how often do we find something, we see this... Story, and it is just completely false. So you mean
1: it's fake news? <laughs> Play the clip, Sean. Oh, no, we clip. no, we don't have the clip. Damn
0: oh, it. <laughs> no clip. That would have been that would perfect. Be great. Look,
1: Sean, I mean, at the end of it, it's it's whatever your heart's into. If you're into gravy, uh, into gravy wrestling, that's great. And you know where your heart's located, Sean? Where? Between Your Two Lungs. Oh. oh, that's yeah. That was a terrible transition. That was a terrible segue. I can't that's, do the segues like Sean. That's
0: actually the name of our next song. Oh. It is um Florence. Between
1: Two Lungs by Florence and the Machine. This is the first song chosen by an incredible young artist. In about five minutes, we're going to be talking to her. So stay tuned on Sin Nation. You're with Sean in are front and center. Mm. Cheaterbo.
2: Wake <laughs> <laughs> me up. I found
0: you go, go. Maybe something like
1: that. <laughs> you're listening to Front and Centre with Sean and Joolza on Sin Nation. And welcome back to Sin Nation. Our very special guest today, Monique Trussler. Monique, welcome.
2: Thank you for having
1: me. Oh, no worries. Thank you for, for coming. Thanks for calling in. So
0: you're <laughs> playing VFLW, is that correct? For Boxing that Hawks? That is, yes. yes. that's right. Yeah, so you just give us a little bit of uh, background info about, I guess, your you know role in the team and how you got there.
2: Yeah, well we started, there was a trial day at the end of November of last year and um, that's usually sort of the, I guess, start of the pre-season, so probably a few extra months and we went through trials, um, different trainings three times a week down at Waverley Park um, and just constantly just went, did different drills and, you know, the conditioning, and it was a hard slog until about, I think, April or May where we found out the final squad and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. my role in the team is to um, provide a bit of run um, and use my athleticism and um, you know, use my um, skills. So my coach, and i are pretty in touch and, yeah, he just wants me there to do a bit of running, use my skills and um, kick goals. So, uh, yeah, so
0: it's just been there. So VFLW, that is considered a professional footy league?
2: Yes, it's considered, yeah, an elite sport and an elite competition,
0: so So, pretty um,
2: hefty. Yeah,
0: so it must be very time-consuming. I guess that's kind of your life at the moment. Do you do do other things as well? Are you at uni or anything?
2: Yeah, well, actually, I was working full-time at the time of the starting for Box Hill, and, um, yeah, like I said, I was training three times a week, so I was leaving work and doing gyms on the other nights that I wasn't training, and... Um, so it's become very time-consuming, but um, I ended up quitting my full-time job to spend more time to dedicate to football and pretty much all I do outside of trainings. Um, I recover, I do a bit of gym um, and a bit of swimming, and then the rest is just a bit of social, you know, going out for breakfast or seeing family. That's probably my main priority is seeing my family. Um, now I've got a bit more time since work.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounds like something. Uh, yeah, they would like take up a lot of time, but it's good to hear that you still got a time to do some of the other stuff you love on top of, of course, loving footy as well. Um, but yeah. like, so what would you say would be some of the most difficult obstacles that you sort of encounter through this um, sort of busy schedule?
2: That's a good question. Um, Thank you. I guess <laughs> the the physicality of it and making sure you're. You know recovering well enough for the next game the following week that's probably the biggest thing that i've got to focus on um and mentally like going from just local division to to you've got to understand that you know the structure of it is like it's a performance-based sport if you're not performing you're not selected and if you're performing you're rewarded you might not perform a little bit so you might drop down and you know, I guess dealing with that at the start was probably a bit hard. Um, but I thought that once, once I left my job, I found it much easier to balance my time and, and have, like, have time to use those outlets that I have to ensure that every time I went to training that everything was going okay. And um, Yeah, I guess the mindset is the biggest, biggest part as well.
1: And you find that all, um, is that all very rewarding at the end of the day when you see, like, the good results, like, you know, you make the, you've make you made the team and, uh, you know, you get get a, <clears throat> a good amount of time on the field and stuff like that. Like, is that all really rewarding for you as well at the end of the day?
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, I got my first game, I think, two or three weeks after finishing at my job and um, to, to get those two weeks at Box Hill playing in the seniors, it was just, like, if you just couldn't, there's just nothing else. Like, there's, that's been the goal, and, and I, you know, to get there, knowing that I've done the right things to get myself to get there. Um, yeah, it's extremely rewarding to know that, you know, your um, form is being recognised. Yeah, that's awesome. So,
0: you know, at VFLW now, but you haven't always been there, what was your journey? You know, did you play local footy? You know, how did you get to a professional league? Yeah, well,
2: I played... Um, just local football until I was about 14. Uh, then I obviously had to stop, as all girls did, playing in a mixed division. Um, and then I think I went back when I had just finished year 12, so I played a couple of years at my local club, and then the opportunity came out for Box Hill, and um, from there, like b- before the opportunity for Box Hill came out, I thought, oh yeah, like I'll you know try really hard at local this year and really build on you know, my fitness and things like that, but um, I didn't think Box Hill's opportunity would come about, and then it did, and I thought, well, look, I'll, you know, I'll just give it a go, see how I go this year if I only play a few games, so be it. It's the experience that I'll gain for the following year, Um, and I've done just that, you know. I've played two games with them, and and to just have the education that we've received through our training and all the experience from our coaches and, and other players as well, it's just built my um just built my confidence and i guess my abilities so yeah. that's just where i got to but uh, it was just since the aflw sort of started and, and everything was sort of happening for women's sport and women's football sort yeah. of really pushed me there so, so you mentioned the hard
1: yards. Yeah, yeah so you mentioned how um mm. like the sort of the rise of female footy sort of pushed you to really go for it as well um what else were your your inspirations for sort of um, getting back into footy after a bit of a, like you said, a bit of a hiatus um, um, throughout school?
2: Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't really have any inspirations. I guess it was more my motivation. Um, my boyfriend had just come back from injury the year that i just finished Year 12. And um, watching him, I was sort of on the sidelines, and I thought, no, I haven't played this for so long, and this sport, and... I thought, God, I'd love to get back out there and I just thought all right, I need to contact a few people that I'd been at school with and that had always urged me to get back into footy and I just contacted them and I went from there and I played a few games and I thought I was just stupid for not having going back so so um, any earlier.
0: So So you mentioned I guess that, that was
2: my real motivation.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, once you hit fourteen you have to kind of, you know, pack it in. Is that just a harsh reality of women's footy? Is it starting to get better? Are there more opportunities now for girls, you know, starting younger?
1: Than they were, what, like six years ago or something? Yeah,
2: well, definitely. Seven years ago, being you know, six, seven years ago, when I was, you know, looking at the end of my footy career with the boys, it was a bit daunting because there wasn't much, and there wasn't much for young girls to, I guess, aspire for and, And... many opportunities that were local um, So that was now, like mixed
1: footy until you were 14 and then after that it just was like only yeah. male footy
2: Yeah, like you had your, your local women, like girls football and youth girls and things like that but there just wasn't much, yeah. but you look at it now and there's opportunities everywhere there's Blackburn, Box Hill you know, Ringwood, everyone's nearly got a, a local girls club or women's senior club and it's just crazy how much it's kicked off and I guess just through perseverance and, and women's footy, not like we just didn't give up. I guess now it's just everywhere. Yes,
0: yeah, so that's that's fantastic to hear that it's getting so much better. But where do you think, you know, what's the what's the end goal? You know, it's obviously improved, but there's a long way to go. What what do you think would be the uh, end goal for local footy and you know women involvement?
2: Um, I think just like I guess adapting to the structure that the men. And the boys have have followed for so long, you know. You play local football, then you go to you know your rep um, region, and then you can go through the draft or VFL, and you you sort of live through the you know you play seniors or you might play reserves, and the fact that you know you're performing all the time to ensure that you're um, trying to achieve a higher uh, level of football. And I just think for women at the moment it's very fun, it's very social, and it is competitive um, but I think once we ad- adapt to that structure and start to adopt it really um, it should become quite a serious and big supported sport and um, for, for I guess for women really yeah
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely on the way up with the rise of um, AFLW which is really great like Sean was saying and like you were saying as well
0: mm, yeah definitely so you mentioned you know the guys they go on to the rep and then the draft what you know that's been happening for a long time for um, you know young guys that want to get into professional footy. What does it look like for women at the moment? Are they are they working out, you know, a draft system or because yeah.
1: it's always a much straightforward and easier route for men. Yeah, yeah. So I just
0: know so much about the men one, but really, yeah, you know, nothing about don't the women. Know yeah, how you know the the girls get to the yeah. AFLW teams? Can you shed some light? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I mean, last year with the first draft, I mean, I was a bit, I guess, uneducated myself well. I didn't really know where some of these were getting drafted from, and um, I think now we've got a TAC um, league, which is sort of the rep region um, competition, um, so we've got that, and then we've got our VFL, Um and a lot of women are getting drafted from other sports, so now there are other pathways, you know, either local, TAC or VSL, so that they're the options to be drafted. Um, and yeah, like I said, other sports, hockey, netball, basketball, um, all these other sports, yeah, women are getting rookie drafted from there. So I think for us there's still just a lot of opportunity to um, reach ASLW regardless, but that's really the pathway. It's sort of becoming... It's still very similar to the men's, um, but it's not as strict in terms of you've got to come through this way. Of, okay,
1: so there's a bit know. of bit yeah. of freedom around the place. They sort of take you from other sports and you sort of, like, they sort of just sort of search around for any kind of talent, really, rather than, like you said, a more of a stricter draft system.
2: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Oh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're listening to Front and Centre with Sean and Jules are on Sin Nation
0: Now do you have any pre-game rituals before you go out into the footy field?
2: Um, not particularly I just I always listen to my music prior while I'm driving and then once I'm there um, I always put everything on with my left side first that's really my own only uh, ritual
1: That's a a very interesting superstition. Is that like something that you got from your family or from watching (laughs) other players? Or is it just like one of those things that you just sort of accidentally did for a while and then it just became a tradition?
2: I think, yeah, it just became a tradition. I sort of fixated on it. Like, I just always have to feel even. It's so weird. It's like my OCD. I just always have to do something to make sure... It feels balanced, and it's always my left, so... Because um, I'm so dominant with my right side, so it's so weird. Oh, uh, yeah, like give a little bit of my favouring my back to the left. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you do left boot and left sock, and then do right boot and right sock... Or is it left-right, left then
2: left-right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's left-right, then left-right, uh, otherwise... Yeah, that's very weird. Even.
0: That I'm makes sense, because
1: then you'd be uneven because <laughs> you'd be walking around with a boot and a bare foot, and it would be really weird for a bit. <laughs>
0: That's, I'm yes, like that with uh, the volume on the TV. has to be an even number.
1: Oh, yeah. Except for my car. Yeah, volume, no, I've got my, my, my car, doesn't matter if it's a number, an odd number.
0: <laughs> now, we've spoken a bit about uh, AFLW, VFLW. Now, obviously, AFL has been, you know, men's AFL I'm talking about now, has been a viable career option for men for quite a long time. Is it getting that way for women? Like, do you view professional football as, you know, providing you with enough money in the future to, you know, live?
2: Yeah, I think as AFLW grows, um, the funding will grow just as much. (laughs) Um, For now, I think we've still got to sort of test the waters a bit and see see where we can go. Like, we started with eight teams, um, and they'll grow a little each year, but I think we can't push it too quick because for men... It wasn't, you know, they started as the VFL or the VAFA and then they've reached to AFL. And then they sort of got paid and then it increased and each year increases with their, their salary and what they earn. And um, I think we've got to give it time to, to allow for where we're going to get to. Um, but I certainly think for where we are, especially at Box Hill, we have such elite facilities that we're able to use with the affiliation with Hawthorne, we're able to use um, their facilities at Waverley. And I guess it just provides that, that feeling that you know, you're know you part of an AFL club as much as Hawthorne doesn't have an AFLW team yet, um, we're still able to yeah, go there. On a Tuesday, we do our recovery and make sure that we're you know living an elite lifestyle. So I think there'll be many like funding, um, but it just will take a bit of time.
1: Yeah, that's pretty amazing because I guess uh, Hawthorne's got that whole sort of family uh, values and family ethics behind it as well. Um, but... Like you just mentioned, um, Hawks. The Hawks don't have a AFLW team yet, um, and VFLW um, and AFLW as well yeah, are both fairly new leagues and concepts in the sport of AFL. Um, why do you think it took so long for us to reach this point? When you know, especially in Australia, where games like netball. Are, are quite big, and women's, soccer, um, yeah, women's soccer, and there are so many sports with females, and yet AFL is so lagging behind, so why do you think it sort of took so, much, so long to reach this point?
2: I've never really thought about it, but um, I guess just, I guess, yeah, like, seven years ago, there, there wasn't much around, so it just wasn't big enough for women, um, or for girls, and I think now that it's grown and it's sort of sustaining itself, but increasing every year, I think they've sort of realised, okay, we've probably got to do something about this. Um, And there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, girls in contact sports and ensuring that there are pathways. And I guess now that we've pushed for so long, I think they've sort of just listened um, and and really responded the right way and and, and given us I guess, an end goal, um, the AFL would be the top level. So I guess, that yeah, just listen to to the statistics of how, how big women's football is getting.
1: Yeah, so you think, like, sort of the demand has definitely increased, and and there's, has there been an increase in um, sort of inter-school inter- sports uh, with females as well, like um, at your high school? Like, did you see that increase as well over the past few years?
2: Yeah, I actually did. In the last few years that um, I was at, my high school, we actually introduced an AFL team um, okay. I didn't know com- that. that's competition awesome. with other schools, yeah, so um, I think that's when I was in year 10, so that's about five or so years ago, I like, can't, yeah no, that would be, yeah, about five years ago, that's when we got that AFL team and I think from there it's just building and building and building from all different um, sort of game
1: resources. momentum
2: yeah, really building itself up
0: yeah. Now it's definitely looking very exciting and positive for the future. What would your words of wisdom, I guess, be for young girls who want to get involved but maybe are put off because it is, you know, still so male dominated? What would you say to them?
2: I'm just telling them to get out there. Like it's it's such a great sport, and you know, you really have to follow a, a healthy lifestyle to ensure you get the best out of yourself. And I think that's a, a very good lifestyle to have. And um, You know, you can Google so much now. And there's, um, I think on the AFL website, you can search where the closest club is to you. And I think it's just best to just get down there, try out some trainings, and and just see where it takes you. Um, There's so many options now that that weren't there 10 years ago, 10 years plus, that women now can't really use the full extent of the AFL. And I just think it's it's growing, um, and everyone's really embracing that fact that. Um, and I just think, yeah, get down to a local club and you can really excel in this sport in so many ways. So I yeah. just can't speak highly enough of trying to get out there.
0: Yeah, we really saw that, you know, people embracing it with the first AFLW season. I mean, the games were just, you know, huge crowds and sold out. Did you get around it? Did you head to many games yourself?
2: I did, yeah. I think I only ended up going to one that I can remember, but it was the first one ever. And the feeling I had just watching... um Watching them sing the national anthem in the first bounce, it was. gave me huge. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just not something that I ever envisioned myself um, ever living through. Um, so, I guess, yeah, it was sort of a dream come true. Not that I've ever, you know, really had the big dream to make the AFL. Um, I obviously do now, but, yeah, the fact that it's actually happening and the opportunity is right in front of me, um, yeah, it's just.
1: Crazy. Quite inspiring for you, just sort of seeing it happening right in front of your eyes. Really seeing this possibility sort of come to life. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. What would what would you say your um, secrets would be to excelling in the sport? Like you were saying, like if, yeah, do if you really want to get up there, you just got to really do it. Like what's your sort of what's your game plan to to have led you to you know getting drafted and stuff? Um, I think just the hard
2: yards, like the, everything outside of training counts you know eating right doing the right gym work um recovering well that lifestyle is everything to make sure you've got a you know that you can reach the elite lifestyle and the elite level of football um i've learned that myself this year i've gone through it all and i've changed the way i eat um and it's not hard it's really not hard to adapt to it um yeah, just going to gym, making sure your body's right, doing all those sorts of things to make sure you feel good for the next Saturday or Sunday game um, I think they're the secrets you know, pushing that extra 10% at training and getting the most out of yourself during the strength and conditioning like doing the running through pre-season is not fun but it's certainly rewarding come, come season and you know, you're out there and you can run 8Ks, 10Ks in a game and you know it's 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 hard but when you've got that behind you uh, especially when we had done pre-season for about 6 months at Box Hill um, it's rewarding and it certainly I'm
0: exhausted just
1: listening yeah. to that I know I could run run 100 m getting pumped exhausted
2: every down. hour of my life <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah can... it was full on
1: yeah, I could barely do uh, the athletics day at, at school, let alone ten k's in a game. That's well, the incredible. 50 meter swim, I was puffed well into that. Oh, 50 a butterfly.
2: Yes. <laughs> I used to like at school swimming, I'd avoid it because I was not fit at all to do swimming. Um, it's the worst type of cardio for me. I'm not a fan, but now I can do that for no problem, half an hour. Wow, there
1: so you go. It
2: just it just builds everything, and I just yeah, changing that lifestyle of you know being a teenager and eating whatever after school. Now eating, you know, a few chocolate biscuits it's like, oh, can't do that tomorrow <laughs> you know, it's just a bit like you gotta really I guess it's just more a bit of pride as well. Yeah, knowing yeah. that you're doing the right things for you to ensure that, you know, you've got the right fuel to to play out a game for eighty minutes.
0: Yeah. Now I've got to ask, do you go for Hawthorne? In the York? No, AFR? I do not and
2: I never will. But I
1: do now have a soft spot. Who do you go for? So,
2: I follow Carlton. Yeah. Oh no! Go to oh the blues. my god!
1: I can't believe it. <laughs> all the teams you could have possibly chosen to go for, yet to go for the bloody Blues, Monique is which now short, the top, no,
2: top. I, was I was young and vulnerable, and my uncle and my stepfamily convinced me. They said, yep, yeah, we'll buy you a membership. Um, you can come to all the games." And they always went to footballs. So my uncle's family convinced me, but. It's really good. My um, childhood best friend, she goes to Culkin as well, so it worked out really well. That's a I good can't choice. Explain.
1: Oh, it's a terrible choice. <laughs> yeah, because I go choice. for the Hawks, <laughs> so like, and I go for the Bulls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so like, no,
2: ha- yeah, no, nah, I could never. no, nah. I'm no fan of Hawthorn, but oh. well, Carlton, we're in the brown and gold now. I can't, I can't not have a hot a soft spot for
0: them. Oh, absolutely, they've given you the opportunity. But good news is, Culkin yeah, yeah. have an AFLW team, so we'll gladly True. have you on board. They
1: are, they are, they are ahead in front of Hawthorne in that regard. How many of the girls yeah. actually go for Carlton? Um, Hawthorne, I mean? How many of the girls in the team? I
2: actually don't know. I know there's a few, but I don't think there's many. I think there's quite a wide range. But we've never really spoken about it, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah no, it, it always makes me laugh to hear about sure. the AFL, just the thought of players going for other teams. So, like, maybe they get excited when they play for, uh, against the other teams. They're like, oh, my God, I'm meeting my hero from, from Carlton. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah well, exactly. That's what it's like in the men's, you know? Like, when Cam- I think it was Cam Guthrie. I'm not sure, but... Um, oh, with Judd. Him and Chris Judd, like, yeah. they switched <laughs> the jumpers because, you know, that, that was his hero. Like, that's that'll hopefully cute. happen for the girls that are, you know, between ages 6 and 10 now. I think that'll, you know, that that sort of um, role model will come.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Need a bit more of Jules and Sean in your life during the week? I think we all do. Search us on
1: Facebook, Front and Centre, or on Twitter at S Y All right, Monique, we're heading to... My personal favourite round. Yeah, we're going to
0: mix up a bit. We've spoken a lot about footy, but this is uh, this is Jules's little baby. So
1: now we're doing the <laughs> the quick fire round.
0: <laughs> so we're going to ask you a few, you know, light light-hearted questions. You know,
1: answer uh, them as best you can. Yeah, do what you can with them. Yeah, no pressure. Um, just having a little <laughs> bit of fun. Like I said, this is always good fun for me.
0: What have you got, Jules? What's our first All quick right, fire
1: question? First quick fire question. This is gonna be a uh, bit of a bit of a bit of a serious one, I guess. What is one piece of advice you would have given to your younger self?
2: Oh, oh,
1: the big oh, questions here at front good. of center.
2: This can't be quick fire, I need
0: to think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just <crack> the code. <laughs> um,
2: I don't really know. I would just just not to like not to give up, like take the opportunity that's in front of you. Like like I was saying about the running before, like it's really hard and Mentally, it's a big challenge, and I'm not a fan of running, and um, I just think, yeah, just take what's in front of you and give it all you've got. Don't, don't hold back because you're hurting. Just keep pushing.
0: That's great. Never give up. Yeah, right. that's it. So we obviously know about your footy skills, your, your, your real sort of out-there talent, and extreme fitness. What about a hidden talent? What is something you're good at that we wouldn't <laughs> know, that
1: the oh. fans wouldn't know?
2: I have... I don't know. I don't think about myself as someone that's got, you know, a thousand talents, but...
0: Humble. Any musical skills? Any...
2: No, certainly not musical. Um, probably...
1: Can you, like, contort your body in any crazy way? Like, lift your arm above your head or something?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I wish. Uh, no. I don't know. Just, I think I've just... Oh... No, nah, I've, I've no answer to this. Just um, You're,
1: just, you're just such a good footy a player good that's driver, covered all your you know talents.
2: What? I'm a good driver. Good driver. Oh, yeah. that's really some
1: serious wood. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Not we not need fast. better drivers in this world. <laughs> so good on you, Monique. You keep that yeah, talent well, going. That's, that's what all we need. <laughs> <I'm>
2: <laughs> going. I'm keep I'm driving safe. I'm going to with that one.
1: Yeah. Alright. If you could eat... This is always a big debate, okay? I love this one. If you could eat one piece of food for the rest of your life, what would that food be?
2: Oh, it's too many. Um, <laughs> forgetting not that chocolate. you're a professional football
1: player.
0: Yeah, it's like true. If you weren't restricted by dietary requirements.
1: So you don't have to choose chicken, brown rice, and vegetables?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would choose either icy poles or ice cream.
1: Ooh. I'm oh. a big icy pole fan. Oh, not
2: chocolate. I compensate
1: that. Uh, yeah. Lots and lots of
2: that.
0: icy poles. You're forgetting that a quarter of the year is freezing cold. Are you telling me you eat icy poles in winter? <laughs>
2: Yeah, for sure. Like, I had a duper like the other night. <laughs> yeah. This is the
1: best. Go and tell your coach. Yeah. That's right. People should be here before the game, get the energy levels up.
2: Yeah, uh, no, my guy, she shouldn't. She said, she said no, you're allowed to have some soup. So, obviously, not much, but um, yeah, yeah no. I'll right, have that's it sometimes.
1: Better cheat day than Mac I guess. Cheeky super. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't
2: feel as bad eating a duper duper than I do eating nuggets or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you uh, have you been uh, travelling at all,
2: Monique? Yeah, I have actually. I went to New Zealand last October oh, um, with my boyfriend, and we went for two weeks. It was a very spontaneous trip, and it was the best time of my life. I went bungee jumping. We went quad biking. Um, we did all sorts of things. We went canyoning while it was raining, so it was freezing cold. But oh, cool. so <laughs> if, if you <laughs> can, it was. Oh. Oh. Beautiful there. It's so nice there. Like, I am jealous of everyone that goes
0: there now. Yeah. If you could live anywhere in the world, this is the follow-up question, where would it be?
2: New York City. New York. Oh. Have you been to New York? I've never been.
0: So, just going off the um,
2: yeah, when um the TV series Gossip Girl, I was, <laughs> you know, I was obsessed. Of that's course. what I'm good at. I'm good at binge-watching Gossip Girl or the OC.
1: Oh, that's another great talent to have. That's another great time yeah, that. I
2: actually can't do that's, uh, it. I'm, I'm onto it again Rewatching Gossip Dossier Girl. Um, so, that, yeah, that was my inspiration when I was 15. That's all I wanted to do was go to New York and see where all the TV yeah. things were. So, I want to go to New York so Girl badly.
1: Like, my, one of my friends is, um, was in New York like a bit ago and she was always sending me photos of the skyline and I'm like, I hate you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've had a cheeky video. No, I'll get York.
2: there one day. <laughs> I'll get there.
1: Yeah, one day. Um, okay, so final, final quickfire question. This is always the saddest part of the show because it's the last quickfire question. This is sadder than actually leaving the show. Um, if you could be reincarnated as an animal, what animal would it be? And please tell me you're going to say a hawk.
2: No, not a hawk. Um, I don't know. I always loved dolphins, so I'd probably say dolphin oh that's a cool animal. I don't really have a reason yeah, yeah. for it but yeah I've always
1: just loved them this has been so, a great yeah. quick fire this has been a quick great quick fire round it has some really unique answers to this one unique Monique
2: yeah oh, oh yes. yes oh there you go Sean
1: Os with it's the with the catchphrase once again always delivering <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright so what Monique we we'll finish up with the quick fire round we're you know we're about to say goodbye it's going to be sad but first of all what you know what does the rest of your year look like in terms of footy and you know what's What's, What's your, your future goal? looking like? Yeah, what are your goals?
2: Um, well, we've got two more local games of the season, and five more for Box Hill um, after, or, you know, prior to this weekend. So, um, I think just wanna, I just want to see it out with a bang the season. So, just keep pushing and press my case for another senior selection. But then post that, just um, I'm hitting the Bali in October, so I'll just have some time to relax, recover, and rejuvenate myself, and then just get back straight into it, gym, running, swimming, a lot that never ends. So that will be my future, I guess, watching the draft and seeing how that goes.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Monique. I think we've all had a really great time. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you for
2: having me. Anytime. Yeah, thank, thank you. It's been good fun. Awesome. I'm glad you. you had a
1: good time. You're listening to Front and Centre with Sean and Jules are on Sin Nation. Couple Quick of shout-outs. Shout-out to Sean's mum. Uh-huh. <laughs> our Hi, biggest mom. fans are our mums, mothers, little boys. Shout-out to Sean's mum. She said, have a great show, guys. Can't listen tonight, but we'll catch up later. X to which Sean lovingly replied, "No worries, mum. Love you lots, love heart. Oh, isn't that that so cute?"
0: Uh, And let's flip the table. Shout out to Jules's mum. Yes. Hi to Jules's mum. Loving this show as usual, having a laugh while we're having a dinner. P.S. I dress as Wonder Woman if I were Rob. To Ba- oh, if I was to rob a bank.
1: Also, shout out to my mate Alex. He's having his birthday tomorrow and he's set his speakers up and he had front and center blaring on them oh. all hour. What a legend. He finally tuned in.
0: Happy 21st, Alex. Woo, happy birthday. Look, if you're just tuning in again, like, I say this every week, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you're sorry. too late. <laughs> sorry that you're too late for an awesome conversation that we had with Monique Trussler, our VFLW football star. You'll be able to catch the podcast online sometime over the next couple of days I don't like make I don't like to make promises
1: Sean never uh, yeah I don't know you're not too bad Sean sometimes you get your job done sometimes you don't <laughs> On well, another note Sean I just randomly had a thought how good was Game of Thrones this week
0: Oh uh, yeah look I was confused God. as I have been most weeks with Game of Thrones I just can't seem to keep up but
1: The season yeah you're terrible you're terrible to keep up with characters Sean was it she like who is Gendry
0: Well every was- Game
1: of Thrones fan out there is going,
0: oh, Sean, what are you doing? Look, they introduce characters, ca- characters come and go, and I just get real confused, but that's why I've got my nice little Nerdy Game of th- ther- Thrones fan right here, draws that to keep me that's updated. Me. Look, Looking forward uh, to
1: next week. Next week. Uh,
0: uh, an awesome conversation lined up with a young Melbourne-based entrepreneur. We won't drop any more details right now.
1: Hopefully that will be a successful one. I'm really looking forward to it. Being one of the, he was one of the ones who had our eyes on from the very start of front and center journey. So I'm super excited. It be
0: fantastic to get him here in the studio. Check us out on our social media pages if you would like to get some more details on him during the week.
1: It's been another great show, and in typical Sean and Jules are front and centre fashion, we've gone over time. <laughs> Making me a bit of habit of this. You can never have too much Sean and Jules are in your evenings. Guys, It's like Sean said, it's been a great show. Thanks so much again to Monique for joining us. We had an absolute blast. Such an interesting conversation to hear about such an incredible young woman. Um, I guess that's pretty much it. We're yep, wrapping up. So we right. shall see you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning into Front and Centre with Sean and Joolza on our weekly podcast. What another great show. That was super fun. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 7pm on Sin Nation or on our podcast a few days later.
1: We will be interviewing more incredible young people and exploring more awesome unheard of news. So, Sean, I'm pretty excited. We'll see you then.